Put those hands together for Jesus. Put those hands together for Jesus. Father, we're getting ready to hear your word. I pray you speak to our hearts. I pray you speak to our hearts. My God, Lord, all that you've done, Lord, in just a day and a half, Lord, we are in awe. But Father, I believe there's something you want to tell us. And as we get closer, Lord, to our departure tomorrow, God, I know that what you're going to do tomorrow and even today is going to bring glory and honor to your name, God. I pray that you tune our ears and tune our hearts and tune our minds, God. Father God, that we may overcome our greatest enemy, Lord, our pride. As we hear your word, God, and we may be vulnerable to your word and be sensitive to your spirit so that you can do through your Holy Spirit in us what only it can do. God, change, transform, be glorified in Jesus' name. And everybody said, if you got your Bibles, I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 21. But there's a portion of scripture I want to I read and, and I think it connects with what happened last night here, the last night God challenged us to rid ourselves from the chains that bind us. And I believe that yesterday there was a lot of deliverance and chains were falling and chains fell down. And, and it's just the beginning of a journey God has for us. And as I was um, listening to my son Jonathan preaching yesterday and, and conversing with my son Pastor John who's preaching tomorrow morning. And I was able to see the sequence of what the Lord wants to tell us so. Um, and so I want to remind you all that God told us to get rid of the chains. But God brought you to camp 2017, not just to drop some chains, but to set you free. But that freedom is not the end result. Listen to me. Freedom is not the end result. But rather, it is only the beginning to the end result. I don't know if you understand what God told you today, yesterday, but what God's going to tell you today is going to challenge you to realize that yesterday is not the final stage of your life, but only the beginning. And so Matthew chapter 21 is a portion of scripture I want to read, and I know we got it on screen, so if you don't have your Bible, please read with me as I read the scripture on screen. It says, Jesus then went into the temple of God. And drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. And overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Jesus turned the tables. Today I'm going to speak about turning tables. I don't know if you have ever considered cleaning your spiritual house from time to time. But the truth of the matter is that every so often it is important for us to make a spiritual inventory of what we have inside. As a matter of fact, as you go through the Bible, we understand that from the very beginning of Genesis until the very end in, Je in Revelation, God has always wanted to dwell with his people. And the first time we see in scripture that God built a place, a house, a temple for God to dwell in, we see it four times in scripture. 
There are four times in the Bible where God built a temple for him to dwell in. The first time he built the temple, we see it all the way in the book of Genesis when God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. And after he made man, he blew of himself in man and man became the living temple where God abided in. But we know that sin caused God to live his temple. And so now there's a second time in the Bible where God gives instructions to build another temple so that he can come and dwell again. The second house, we find it in, while the people of Israel were out in the wilderness. And God gave instructions to Moses and he tells Moses, I want you to build me a tabernacle so that I can dwell with you once again. And the tabernacle was composed of three parts, the inner court, the outer court, and the holies of holies. The third time that God built the house, because in the wilderness God built them a place. But when they made it through the wilderness into the promised land, God gave instructions to build him another temple. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, the Bible says that for about six to eight months, the presence of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, was in the house of a man named Obed, Edom. And the Bible says that the people of Israel had lost the presence of God in the temple of the Lord. So what happens? When David becomes king of Israel, the first thing he does is he invites the Holy Spirit back into the temple. That's the third time. And what happens? David's hands were dirty, full of sin because he had killed and committed murder. And there was so much blood in his hands that God told David, you cannot build me a temple. So guess who built him the temple? His son, by the name of Solomon, built the Lord the third temple where the Holy Spirit will dwell. Look what it says, 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1 and verses 11 through 14. It says, so all the work that Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things which his father David had dedicated. The silver and the gold and all the furnishings. And he put them in the treasuries of the house of God. And it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place. For all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites who were singers, all those of Asaph and Hemon and Jeduthun and the sons and their brethren stood at the east end of the altar clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests surrounding with trumpets. Listen to this. Indeed, it came to pass that when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, and when they all lifted their voice with their trumpets and cymbals and trumpets of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good. For his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. First time Genesis. Second time wilderness. Third time Solomon. 
And the fourth time, Jesus comes into the presence of his people in the temple of the Lord is in this narrative of scripture in Matthew chapter 21. He shows up to the church. But different from the time when Solomon invited the Holy Spirit in. Different from when the people of Israel in the wilderness had the Holy Spirit coming in and out in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire. This time, Jesus, not, 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 not a spirit, not a manifestation, not a cloud. This time, Jesus himself goes into the church. And when he goes into the church, the house of God was polluted. Was polluted. What was going on in the temple? That when Jesus came in, it distorted his perspective. He said, wait a minute. These guys in the Old Testament never saw me physically. And they have place for me. And they worship me. And they're prepared. 120 Levites and priests were singing and getting. Now I'm in the manifestation of the flesh. And they are polluting my house. Jesus comes to the temple. And when he comes to the temple, which by the way, this is like about a week and a half before Jesus dies on the cross. He comes in and he was disgraced. Because the temple on the outside looked beautiful. The temple on the outside reminded everybody that that was a place of worship. But when Jesus entered into his house, it was chaotic. It was distorted. It looked nothing on the inside as it looked on the outside. My question to you tonight is, how do you look on the inside? He came in his house and it was filthy. Yet as he comes, he sees the abuses in the house of God. And Jesus began to speak against what's going on in the house of God that is not in accordance to scripture. Listen to me. How often, students, do we overlook sin because it's being done in the church and we feel, well, if they sinning, it's okay. I can do it too. A stranger commits fornication. And we condemn them immediately. Yet, when it's a friend from the church, ay, bendito, it's okay. Youth, we need to be the example when it comes to leading godly moral lives. And we need to make sure as we see sinless sin in the church. That we are able to make a stand for God. Because Jesus will not enter a church that is full of sin. Listen to me. <laughs> Students. It's time to clean house. Touch and never tell them it's time to clean house. I know you look good on the outside. I know your makeup is pretty on the outside. But God don't look at the outside. God looks at the inside. He wants your heart to be clean. He wants your mind to be clean. He wants your spirit to be clean. He wants you to walk in victory. Jesus went to church and got sick of church. He threw the tables. He turned over the tables. He brought order back in the house of God. You know what the presence of God is supposed to create in your life? It's supposed to create order. It's supposed to create structure. It's supposed to make you want to say, I no longer want to do the things I used to do. So I ask you today, bring me that table. What's in your table? What's in your table? How's your temple? Is it being properly used or does it need some cleaning? 
Are you aware that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Students, your body is the temple of God to dwell. Your physical body is the temple of the Holy Spirit based on 1 Corinthians 6, 19. And what does he want to do? Anybody that owns something wants to enter it. But sad to say, if Jesus were to go in your temple, which is your body, and look at the table of your heart, what would he find? What would he find? There are people here tonight that you're singing, Lord, I surrender. But there are things in your table you need to get right with God with. Some of y'all need to clean up your radios and your iPads and your iTunes. Some of the music y'all got in your, in, your, in, your, in your song list and some of the things you hear and some of the things you pay attention to is polluting your heart from the Holy Spirit to work in your mind. The Lord is telling you today, I don't care if everybody's hearing this. I'm not called to be like everybody else for I am a peculiar people. Holy nation, call for God for greatness. Touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor. Tell them, I'm going to be different. 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 What are you listening to? What's captivating you? What is hip? Do you know that music has the power to hypnotize? Do you know that, that music has the power to make you have sex? Do you know that music has the power to make you do drugs? Do you know that music has the power to rebel you against your family? But you know what happens when you start hearing the music of the devil? It pollutes your head. It pollutes your mind. It pollutes your spirit. But I'm looking for a generation that is willing to say, I will no longer put... What's in your table? What's in your table? What's in your table? Some of y'all here today, I want to sit down because they saying I'm sitting too, I'm tired. Some of y'all are at your table. If Jesus was to sit at the table of your heart, he has to battle this. Kanye, Jay-Z. Well, I know who it is. He's got to battle this. He's got to battle this. But God brought you to camp to make a decision. God brought you to camp to tell the devil, enough is enough. Some of y'all, there are people right now that are battling with weed. in a different realm 
when things go your way. But the Holy Spirit sent me here to tell you today, if you let go this drug, I got a drug that is greater. I go to another level. But if you let this go at the table of sin and grab onto the Holy Ghost, He's gonna take you higher. He's gonna take you higher. He's gonna take you higher. There are people, there are people right now, there are people right now that at the table of their hearts, they're battling, battling with spiritual suicide and physical suicide. There are people here right now that when you look at yourself in no mirror, you don't like what you see. You've thought about taking your life. You thought about killing yourself. You said there's nothing. Can, can I preach? There are people in this room right now, right now, that right before you came to camp, you was ready to cut your veins. You was ready to kill your life. You was ready to hang up the coat. But I've come to tell you, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. There are people here this morning that in your table, you're so into yourself. And the Holy Ghost is trying to set you free, but you're too into yourself. I'm here to tell you, forget about yourself. Concentrate in Him and worship the Lord. at the table of their hearts ungodly music people that got at the table of their hearts drugs people that got at the table of their heart spirit of suicide people that got at the table of their hearts poor self-image and want to be the best but there are others in the house of God that got a spirit of fornication When you go to bed at night and your mom and your dad are sleeping, you start putting your head on ungodly music. And then you turn on your, your phone and you're watching porn videos. And you're watching and you're watching and you're watching people online and you're Skyping naked pictures and you're doing stuff in secret. And then you wonder why you don't feel God. And then you wonder why God can't dwell in you. And then you wonder why you don't feel a spirit. But I'm here to tell you today, we got to get rid of every sin, of every fornication, of every adultery. We got to let it go. that can't live without a corona you're bound to alcohol you're bound to liquor pastor I don't smoke I don't drink alcohol all I do is drink wine my bible says do not be drunk with wine but be filled by the spirit so when Jesus came into 
to the temple. His house was a mess. Because on the outside, they looked good. But on the inside, there was a mess. And I like Jesus. Because Jesus, he is not interested in making you feel good. He's interested in making you transform. So we got to make a choice today. We got to make a choice today. Hallelujah. Somebody say, preach, Pastor. You got to make a choice today. Because, you know, some of us said, Lord, come in my heart. But when Jesus comes in, he's coming to clean. He's coming to change. He's coming to transform. He's coming to set free. And I'm here to tell you today, the hour of deliverance has come today. So for those of you that are battling with fornication, the Lord is saying, I'm coming in your house and I'm cleaning the table. Those of you that got image issues, the Lord is saying, not no longer you, but I will live in you. Those of you that are bound on drugs, the Lord is saying, when I come inside of you, I'm going to change you forever. Those of you that are trying to take your life, Jesus is saying, I came that you could have life and life more abundant. And those of you that are into worldly music, when you read the book of Chronicles, before the Holy Spirit came into Solomon's temple, they had a change of music and they started worshiping the Lord. What's going to happen when we start praising God? What's going to happen when we start lifting up the name? So what does God do? What does God do? After he breaks your chain, he's going to start cleaning. He's going to start cleaning. Some of y'all right now, you feel the Lord getting ready to clean. This is what happens when you have 20 hands. He gonna come clean. See, 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 see. Uh, every time, every time, my wife wants to clean. Leave it right there. Every time my wife wants to clean the house. I'm like, babe, what are you doing? She says, I'm cleaning the house. I'm like, babe, the house ain't dirty. The house looks good. Because when I look at it, there's no clothes on the, t- on the couch. There's no shoes in the floor. But my wife has a spirit of deep cleaning. She says, honey, I don't just want to make sure that there are no shoes on the floor. There's some cowwebs and there's some stuff in the venting system that maybe you can't see it. But because I'm gifted in cleaning. So my wife, if you're a Puerto Rican, you know what I'm talking about. My wife, she go get the mitoli. She go get the Clorox and she's cleaning. And it don't look, it don't, it don't look like it's being clean because you can't see the dirt with the common eye. God brought you here today. And the person next to you does not know what God is doing, but the Lord is. 
clean you. So the next time you see a bottle of alcohol, you don't want to drink it. He gonna clean you. The next time you see weed, you ain't gonna want to smoke it. He gonna clean you. The next time you try to kill yourself, you ain't gonna do it. Cause this time I look like Jesus. I live for Jesus. I Get back, get back, get back, get back. Listen to me. You got an option. Put those tables here. You got an option this night, this evening. You can go back home with your table, or you can let Jesus turn your table around. You can call, you can come to camp and fake it till tomorrow. You can come to camp and pretend you're delivered. Or you can say today, Lord, I'm going to give up my table. I'm going to give up my table. I'm going to give up my table. I'm going to give up my agenda. Because last I heard, Jesus has a better table than the one you got. In the book of Psalms, chapter 23, he said, you prepare a table for me in the middle of my enemies. Jesus wants to set a table tonight. Look what we're going to do. My altar call is a little different. I'm not going to ask you to come for prayer. And stand. Put the little more back, a little more back, a little more back, a little more back, a little more back. There are some things here that we need to surrender. I gave you weed example. I gave you lick example. I gave you sex example. I gave you self-image example. I gave you suicidal examples. But there may be some examples I did not give you that you know you have to lay down at the table and you have to surrender it. And I'm gonna count to three. And at the count of three, we're gonna rumble in Jesus' name. But if you feel today, today, because yesterday I told you, I'm gonna break the chains. But now that the chains are broken, you're gonna invite Jesus into your temple. And he's gonna now begin to clean you from the inside out. Because tomorrow, Pastor John is gonna speak on what God does after he cleans your house. So everybody get up on your feet. At the count of three, if you want to come, we're going to make an out the call. And it might take an hour or so. But everybody that wants to sit at the table, you're going to stand in the middle of this aisle when I count to three. And we're going to guide you to have a seat. And while you're sitting on that table, you're going to, in your mind and in your spirit, you're going to put at the table whatever it is you need the Holy Spirit to clean. It could be your pride, it could be your ego, it could be your family, it could be depression, it could be self-esteem, it could be drug addiction. You're going to place it at the table, we're going to pray over you, and then you're going to leave, and the next group is going to come. So are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm going to count three. At the count of three. I want you to bring that junk that's polluting you on the inside. I want you to bring it to the table because Jesus is here to clean house and to turn tables to the glory of God. Father, I thank you for the minutes you gave me to share your word. Now, Lord, it is our time, our turn, our season to respond. You don't just want us to be God without change, but you want us to be clean. You want us to be transformed. So, Father, when I count to three, I pray 
that every student, God, who feels in their heart that there's some things they need to lay down, God, that nothing may distract them, that nothing may limit them, that nothing may impede them from sitting at this table. My God, to receive what you have for them, I declare it in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. And as you come, one, two, three, get on line, get on line. Get on line. Come on. And we're going to worship. And you're going to sit. And I need some leaders. Help me pray. Leaders, help me pray. 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 We surrender it all. 